The adventures continue on season two of the Big Ideas Welcome podcast. This is Chris McAdoo. It's always honored to be in your ears and as always honored to bring back my favorite guest host, Jalen Baker. Hey, everybody. We're recording these intros. We're, we're, we're talking about these incredible conversations that Jalen has had with folks from the 100 Knoxville Business Accelerator Program from the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. Today's guest, Oslo Cole. This is the man behind the man behind the man behind the throne. He's the man that pays attention to the details that makes the big things happen. And 100 Knoxville is a business accelerator program from the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, which you know, you know, you listen. Thank you so much for listening. But you know that the KEC, as we call it, is a nonprofit business accelerator located in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, also known as the Maker City. Jalen, tell us a little bit about Oslo. Yes. Okay. So when you talk about making big things happen, we're talking like major music festivals. Oslo is the founder of Osmotic Solutions, and he has served as a mentor in the 100 Knoxville program. 100 Knoxville is a program started by KEC with a goal of growing Black-owned businesses by $10 million in five years. In this episode, I get to talk with Oslo about his passion for entertainment, live music, showbiz, and also just some of the things that make him tick, like helping people and making things happen. It's a super fun conversation, and I'm excited for y'all to hear Oslo's story. And if you want to learn more about Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, hit us up, noxyc.com, to learn more about 100 Knoxville, 100knoxville.com. And of course, look up Oslo. See how you can help him out and see how you can help this community to continue to do incredible things. Now, an awesome conversation with Oslo Cole and Jalen Baker. Oslo, thank you so much for coming to talk with me today. Absolutely. How are you? you. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah, well, I feel like we just had a, a ball over there at the in the photo session. I think we nailed it. I don't know about how all your other photo sessions have gone, but that's the best one I've ever done. Hey, so. I'm, I'm going to say that was the best I've done today. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, tell me about your company, Osmotic Solutions. Specifically, I'm really interested in the title yeah. and why you decided to call it. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I'll start with uh, what, what we do. So primarily, we provide business management support to small businesses. So we're kind of behind the scenes operators, mm-hmm. um, helping our clients with all of the gory details that go into running a small business. So a lot of paperwork, a lot of uh, crossing of T's, dotting I's. Um, that can be anything from helping my clients prepare for filing their tax returns to okay. um, submitting applications for permits, um, you know, uh, insurance, all um, the nitty gritty things nitty nobody gritty wants stuff. to do. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay. Human resources, um, all the things that most small businesses don't get in the business yeah. to do. Um, yeah. and so, so we try to supplement, um, uh, our clients needs in those areas and, um, take some of that stress and pressure off of them. Yeah. Uh, so they can focus more of their attention on the reason why they 
got into yeah, business the in the first place. Yeah, cool. exactly. Because our passion is doing that kind of work for them. Um, <laughs> so high calling. That's right, <laughs> exactly right. Very special. Um, and so Osmotic Solutions is kind of, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a play on my name. Um, mm, you know, okay, that's first name is, like, First name is Oslo, obviously. Um, and so, so there's definitely the play on, on, on the name there. But one of the things that I really pride myself on doing is helping my clients learn the things that I'm doing for them. Okay. Um, so that, you know, if, and when they decide to, to move on or they decide that they can do some of these things in house or that they're ready to hire somebody on a more permanent, um, Mm -hmm. basis, um, that they know what, what, what I'm doing. And so I try to make sure that they're learning osmotically, um, you know, through the through the osmosis process, um, the, all the things that I'm, I'm doing to help them. It's, it's also, you know, uh, the OS is kind of, um, just kind of an extra layer to it. Um, in that what I'm trying to do is provide operating systems. Um, Oh, it's like inception. There's so many layers. I know it goes deep. It goes deep. Um, so, so we're, we're trying to provide operating systems for, for our clients. So they've got the foundations that they need to, Uh to be able to, to manage and and grow their businesses. Right. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't expect all that. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Full of surprises over here. (laughs) And I also noticed that you, identify yourself as a business generalist mm-hmm. to um, unpack that. It sounds like sure. jack of all trades, but like how do, how do you yeah. become skilled in so many areas? <laughs> well, uh, it's definitely a lot of trial and error. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, I describe myself as a, as a business management generalist because it takes so many different things to be able to manage a business. And yeah. while the things that I, have a, a strong specialization in i.e. human resources risk management mm-hmm. uh contracts management i feel like generally speaking i know most of the things that that small businesses are going to need to to be able to operate right. at a at an efficiency level yeah. um and so you know that requires me to to know a little bit about everything whether it's marketing or bookkeeping accounting um office management, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I've kind of have my hands in, in, in all, Mm -hmm. all aspects so that I can give my clients the best, uh, you know, guidance and advice on, on the things that they need to do to, you know, navigate all of the the things that go into running their businesses. Right. And okay. So I'm wondering there's, you know, the type of people that, like us, love to learn everything and yeah. try everything and yeah. be like, oh, I can try my hand at that. But how do you def- how do you determine when it's time to bring someone else in, another specialist, sure. versus like trying to do it yourself? Yeah, no, and that happens a lot. And I've got a, a pretty broad network of of other um, talented people yeah. who have talents that, that I don't have. Um, and so it, it's usually when we're starting to get into uh, you know, uh, specific areas that, you know, in a meaningful way into specific areas where I, I don't have a tremendous amount of experience. And so that, that could be, you know, uh, I've got a client who's in the process of, 
opening a, a restaurant as a part of his, cool. uh, his bar business. Okay. And so that's not really an area of expertise for me. And, you know, I, I can, I can advise generally speaking on, on how, how that should look. Um, but, you know, specifically on the marketing piece, you know, it's how do we, how do we get the word out about this and right. make sure that people know that this is happening. That's when I'm going to bring in somebody who's got marketing specific yeah. marketing experience okay. that can, that can help us uh, kind of navigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's very situational. Um, but what I try to provide to my clients is, you know, here is, Here's my my suggestion on what we should do here, but at the same time, I think it would be beneficial for us to to reach out to an accountant or to right. a lawyer, you know, right? Um, right. and and ideally, I have somebody already in mind that I can can bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you probably have to put a lot of energy into just kind of maintaining that network of, of you know specialists that right. can come along. And right, help. exactly right. Always looking for people with skills and abilities that I don't have yeah. uh, who have the bandwidth to, to take on, take on some uh, additional work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it works pretty well that way. And, and I usually don't have trouble finding, finding the people I'm looking for. Accountants have been Surprisingly difficult, though. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for some reason, you would think that accountants would be easy to, th- right. that they would be pretty similar across the board, and they're yeah. not. Um, no, no, no hating on account, no, any accountants who are listening to this. I have learned. I mean, since starting my own business, I've learned like there's a lot of specialists in the accountants field, right. and they're not all just across the board the right, same. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no accounting generalist. Unfortunately. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, tell me about, okay, I, being versatile is like a skill set of yours. So you specifically have gotten to work with like, you've gotten to, talk, you've gotten to work with like festival yeah. um, operations versus like restaurant owners, mm-hmm. versus just like completely different right. industries. Very How do you adapt your approach in your, or, or is it a different approach to those different industries as you're working with clients all across the board? It, you know, it, it, it there's no one size fits all uh when it when it comes to to the businesses that that I that I work with uh there are things that are pretty universal though you know most clients are going to need accounting most clients are yeah. going to need everybody's got to pay taxes right exactly right <laughs> most clients are going to need you know help with the administrative tasks that that go yeah. into running a business um, and so what, what I'm always trying to do is identify what their needs are and, and see if I can be the one to help them kind of fill those needs. Yeah. Um, no two clients are the same I, and, and I'm doing something different for, for every, for every client. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it just kind of, uh, I I don't specialize in any specific type of business because business management is pretty universal. Yeah, you need you need these infrastructure the kinds of things to to manage a business. Yeah, um, the general shell of right, exactly yeah. right. Um, but yeah, I you know at the at the same time, every client is going to need something different, and and that's what I'm trying to help them figure out is what what they need the most. Yeah. And then with 
with your experience um, with mentoring in the 100 Knoxville program, yeah. you have been paired with businesses from all across the board, just like you yeah. serve yeah. In, in your own business. So what has it been like kind of focusing on different aspects of business with those folks? What was your experience as a mentor? Um, so very, very similar. You know, the, the, the conversations are, were, were very similar. It, it, you know, I kind of feel like uh, the 100 Knox uh, initiative was kind of the beginning stages of what I would normally do for a client. Right. Um, I would just kind of learn about their business and learn about the things that they're struggling with and the things that they, they feel like they need the most help with. Yeah. And so, you know, what I do with, with most of my clients, um, all my clients for that matter is kind of start with identifying what are the specific needs and asking probing questions and trying to kind of really get to the heart of what their, what their biggest challenges are. Mm -hmm. And so the, the 100 Knox, uh, uh, Knoxville project, um, is very, very similar in that regard is I'm, I'm asking those kinds of probing questions yeah. and, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing it this way? Um, you know, why did you start this business in the first place? Uh, where, where do you see yourself going with this business? Gotcha. You know, those are all very, very similar uh, conversations, um, regardless of whether I'm working with a client or with, uh, uh, or I'm ask, acting as a, as a mentor. In a mentor capacity. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And it kind of seems like the heart of all of it. I mean, it's like people, people centric mm -hmm. and helping people specifically yeah. seems yeah. to be a passion of yours. Where do you think yeah. that got fostered? Was it a childhood love? Like kind of that? All right. Oh, good question. Um, all, all your questions have been great so far, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I think it's probably initiated with my mom. My mom is mm. one of the most caring, loving people I've ever known. And, you know, uh, she kind of instilled that value at, uh, in me at an early age. Um, and, you know, I, I was always, not always, I, I kind of grew into an outgoing person, um, later on in my, in my youth and kind yeah. of going into, to college and whatnot. Um, I was an RA at, uh, okay. at university of Tennessee okay. and, uh, that really, you know, I love that job. Um, and that job is a big part of the reason why I decided to go in human resources is because cool. I liked working with people and figuring out what, what they need, mm -hmm. um, and how I can help them reach their full potential. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I, I would say it started with, you know, uh, nature versus versus nature. Um, it, it definitely started in, in at home. Mm -hmm. Um, but it kind of was cultivated over the years just in some of the activities I did growing up and, and, you know, being an RA and, and then going into, to human resources and in professional capacity. Yeah. Like you were naturally drawn there, but your mom right. kind of pushed you along. Too. Right. Cool. Right. Right. Um, tell me some of the other ways, like you've gotten involved in the community and gotten to use, stretch that muscle of, of helping right, people. Right. Um, so I've definitely mm. done a lot of volunteer work. Um, I was, a volunteer teacher at the joy of music school for 10 years. Um, wow. the tenor uh, sax or saxophone and, and, uh, and guitar lessons over there. Okay. Um, I've been on a lot of boards, um, 
Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, United Way, um, was on the Joy Music School Board for, for a few years, serving now on, on the WDVX Board of Directors. Um, and so I'm always trying to figure out ways where I can use a lot of the same skills to mm-hmm. help in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, always kind of trying to, trying to be involved and, and, uh, help people in any way I can. Right. Yeah. Very involved. You, you're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Too many places. <laughs> uh, tell me about, okay. So you taught music at the Joy of Music School, yeah. a volunteer position mm-hmm. um helping underserved kids learn to play an instrument mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you did the sax mm-hmm. sax so yeah. you're you're a music lover i've, I I've a learned music this lover, yes tell yes, me yes. about that experience and, and what it was sure. like to do that yeah um so I, I started playing saxophone uh when i was 12 years old mm-hmm. um and uh what's called middle school now um <laughs> yes. and uh and so that, that kind of started that journey. I was always playing music though. I, um, you know, even elementary school, I was in, in the all city chorus and, cool. you know, played, played the recorder at a high level and, <laughs> you know, the xylophone. Awesome. And, um, uh, so, so music has always been a really important piece of my life. And it's part of the reason why, uh, several of my clients are, are in that, in right. that industry. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, I, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine was the the music director at the Joy Music School for, for uh, several years. And he's like, we're looking for, for volunteer teachers if you're interested. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm not, not doing anything right now. Uh, <laughs> 10 years later, um, I was at the time the longest serving volunteer wow. instructor over there. Um, but yeah, I was, I was in a band for a long time, uh, or for several years in the early two thousands, a band called Jesco, um, (laughs) and, uh, played saxophone and guitar for them and, and, uh, just always been a big fan of, of live music and, and playing music. Yeah. Okay. Hardest question of the whole entire interview. I'm ready. What's your favorite concert? Live music experience that you've so you, ever had. <laughs> so you put me on the spot earlier, not on uh, recording, and, and now um, favorite ever. Um, mm, there's so many. Um, so I'm going to give you a few, if that's okay. Give me a handful. Um, as many as you want. So. The first time I ever saw Dave Matthews band, I was on the third row uh, at the amphitheater wow. in, in Nashville when it uh, when it was there, Starwood. Um, uh-huh. That was an amazing experience, and that really kind of started my my passion for live music, going to live music shows. Um, I think the next one would be Bonnaroo 2002, mm-hmm. second Bonnaroo. First one, I I was at the very first Bonnaroo, and it was a miserable experience really? for me. It was so, I mean, I was so unprepared for it. Like, it was so hot. I didn't understand the concept That you would of be Bonnaroo. camping. Right, exactly. Whole, yeah. Camping yeah. out, yeah, with no shade and <laughs> very, very unprepared for that. But year two, I was ready, and, okay. and, uh, and so the entire experience was amazing, and the reason why I went back 11, 11 times. Um, wow. Wait, is that the whole, how many Bonnaroo's have there been? There've been 22. Okay. 
Okay. So, so probably about, about half. half. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the first four and then skipped a couple of years. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, that Bonnaroo is a great, great experience. Um, seeing, uh, Radiohead in, in Indianapolis, um, mm-hmm. back in like 2008, 2009, amazing show, uh, changed my, my world. Um, <laughs> And then probably my morning jacket forecastle 2015. Okay. Um, those are kind of the standouts, but I could go on for days about uh, some some great live music experiences I've had. That's so awesome. I love live music too. I I haven't quite hit my bucket list items uh, quite yet. I got Corinne Bailey Ray. She's like uh, one of my mainstays. Nice. That's a good one. We're working on the list. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, well, tell me just what is something that you would ask of the Knoxville community to support you, your work, your business? What mm. would you ask? Um, that's, that's a good question too. You know, I, I, I think the most important thing is just supporting small businesses. Um, you know, as much as, as we can keep things local, the better. Yeah. And so, you know, if you've got a choice between, you know, going to that box store, you know, department store chain versus going to that local business that offers something similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a little more expensive, um, but it's worth it. Uh, not just because you might be getting a better quality product, but also because you're helping to support that small business and, yeah. and keep them in business. And, you know, uh, the the heart of of this country i think is based on on small businesses and yeah. and you know people talk about the american dream being you know home ownership or you know two and a half kids i, I don't yeah. it, whatever <laughs> two and a half kids uh, uh, yeah <laughs> like i don't even I, anyway um i think the i think the real american dream is is being a small business owner and being able to to really tap into your full potential and yeah. um you know having something that that you can point to and say you know i brought this i brought this thing into the world and mm-hmm. and look how how much of a difference it's making in people's lives um so so yeah i think that's that's the number one thing is, is some support your local businesses as much mm-hmm. as possible um they need your your support way more than than yeah. that that chain does yeah it matters more than you think yeah it's true wow well thank you so much for coming to talk with yeah, me yeah it's been a pleasure time. thank you <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Big Ideas Welcome Podcast. This show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer and is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. Big Ideas Welcome is hosted by Chris McAdoo and brought to you by the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, a nonprofit business accelerator located in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. You can learn more at knoxcc.com and submit your own big ideas and entrepreneurial adventures at madefornoxville.com.